All I'm saying is, there is a reason why Sporty Spice is the only one of them without a boyfriend. This spring... I don't want you running around half-naked in front of men. We've been invited to play in Germany this Saturday. It's gonna be an American scout there. I can't. And what are you gonna have to give up next? It's about knowing what's right. She's got tremendous potential. I think we know better our daughter's potential. Following your heart. He likes you. I think so. Oh, you're quite pretty, you know. You do something with your hair and put a bit of makeup on. You look all right. And finding the strength. Why are they so frightened to let you play? This is taking me away from everything they know. Whose life you live in, Jess? To bend the rules. Hello and welcome to Step and Repeat, a weekly movies and awards show podcast. I'm Matt and I'm joined here today by my co-host, Andrew. Hello. And you just heard the trailer for Bend It Like Beckham, which is our pandemic pick of the week. Um, And this week, our theme is, you may have guessed it, sports movies. So each week during this quarantine that we're in, um, if you're, you know, late to the table here, uh, Andrew and I pick a theme that we discuss uh, and we put four movies out there for you to vote on. um, And we post those on social media and then you vote and then we talk about that movie on this week's podcast um and this week's contenders were 42 uh dodgeball a league of their own and the winner this week was bend it like beckham so that is our pandemic pick of the week um and yeah and we'll be talking about it momentarily uh but i want to do before we get into everything uh just make sure you stick around at the End of the podcast. Uh, we have a pretty big announcement that Andrew will tell you. So uh-huh. we're, hold, we're holding it for you. <laughs> yes. So you have to listen or, you know, just fast forward through whatever you are. Going we through. have disabled the fast forward feature. <laughs> We've disabled the fast forward and the uh, speed up feature. So no, I'm joking. Um, and this will be our longest podcast ever. <laughs> Once you start, you cannot stop. Um, you're in. Yeah, you're in. Um, but before we get to that, I don't really know if we have any industry updates. Do you, Andrew? No, but can I tell you something that I've been waiting to tell you? Oh. It's, some, okay. it's something that I've mentioned on the podcast for the first time. Or oh. no, I've mentioned before, but okay. um, something that I want to address. It's surprising. Okay. I saw a movie that I've mentioned you before. You saw a movie? I know. Shocker. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> it's, I, thank you. I've <laughs> always been, I've always wanted to be congratulated for seeing the movie. <laughs> well, it's all you. that I've hoped for. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Uh, it's a movie I've talked about before that was at the top of my shame list. Oh. I saw Gone with the Wind. Oh, did you? What did you yeah. think? Uh it was very interestingly timed that I watch a movie pretty much glorifying the South in the middle of race riots. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. We're not going to get into that. Oh, uh, my goodness. <laughs> but um, I was like, this was an unfortunate pick. Uh, and, yeah. But the reason I decided to watch it, long story, I just got a new apartment. And so I wanted, like, my first movie in my new apartment to be, like, a big deal. So I was like, I'm going to watch Gone with the Wind. Yeah, Plus, well, I, yeah. I was uh, exhausted from moving. So I was like, I'm not going to move for four hours. Four hours Let's yeah. just put on a four-hour movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know, like, I mean, it's appropriate. Hattie McDaniel made Black History that year by, you know, winning an Oscar. 
uh, yeah, for playing uh, kind of a stereotype. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm trying to find a, <laughs> but, a silver lining here. So my my thoughts on it are that if you view it as like an anti-hero story, if you view like the main characters as anti-heroes, it's actually like really good. But I don't <laughs> think that was really the intent. <laughs> no, not at all. So, uh, so like, I'm, coming I'm to terms with sure that. I'm not even sure the word anti-hero existed back then. Oh, for sure it didn't. But like, yeah, no. <laughs> but my my point of like they weren't really likable in yeah. in the movie. <laughs> so like, no, Scarlett O'Hara. Is, they were very like, terrible people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, even all the racism aside. They like she's kind of a terrible person. Like Scarlett O'Hara is like whiny and manipulative, and um, like just generally not a good person. So it's like spending four hours with her. Um, oh, she spends the whole movie like in love with another guy uh, who's not Clark Gable, <laughs> and it takes her four hours to get a fucking hint and <laughs> accept it. Yeah, uh, but um. At the end, uh, it did make me happy, like to see the line um, where you see like Rhett Butler, Clark Gable, like finally says, "Like frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn." And I was like, "Yes, was, you, yeah. you do, you get it, Clark. You yeah, get it. <laughs> for Clark." Uh, so I was like on board with that, and I knew that yeah. line was coming, <laughs> but like yeah, it, yeah. it felt really good because Scarlett O'Hara is a horrible yeah. human being. <laughs> yeah, see, see, this is like going back to like lines, like famous, infamous lines from movies, like we talked about last week. Like that is a line that works. Like that is a line yeah. that should go down in the history of cinema. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, I feel the need for speed. It's like okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, it's just uh, stupid. So anyway, uh, I'm glad you watched it finally. I'm glad yeah. you saw it. I don't want to get into like a whole podcast about it, but like, do you think it like holds up today? Like, do you think it deserves to go down in what, as one of the classics? Like, uh, yes. The short answer is yes and no. Blah blah. Of course. Uh, but like, I actually do think it's interesting to. I think it does hold up because of what I just said about the antihero stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm able to view it with a different lens, and it holds up under a different lens. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, if it was popular back in the day, um, and now it, like, works for a different reason, I think that just kind of, like, speaks to the art of it. So I think that's interesting enough. That said, like, I can't underscore enough, like, how problematic, <laughs> and problematic is a nice word, a lot of the race stuff is in in the movie. It really glorifies like the confederacy so i mean the whole point of gone with the wind the title is that like this is a civilization that is gone with the wind like the good old south doesn't exist anymore so like let's watch a four-hour movie about it so yeah yeah so i so getting to that point i don't i don't don't mean to like go on about this but i i appreciate that these movies exist and i appreciate that movie like that it is like so bad because it we can look at it in this lens about like how far we've come and how far we've progressed as a country even though like in today's society 
it's still really bad, but not as bad as it was. And you can see that reflected on screen. So I, so like, yes, like it was bad, but I, I appreciate and I, I can understand like today how different it is. So I, I saw it a little bit differently. I saw it more of, at least in terms in the race relations part of like, oh, wow, there are still a bunch of white people that treat black people horribly. <laughs> uh, just in different ways. Like, they slap, straight up slap people. Yeah, in, yeah that's, in... that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that. Like, I, 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 like, I mean, granted, it's like terrible, like what happened. But like to see like that they just blatantly put that on screen and like glorify all of that. I can appreciate where we've come so far and progressed so far from now and then in a, in a, you know, not a short time, but, um, you know, the past 100 years. So like seeing that kind of stuff, like it makes you feel uncomfortable. Like it makes you feel like, Oh, like they treat them horribly. But at the same time, you do see how far we've come, even though it is still not, we have a lot of progress. We have a lot of, we have a long way to go. Yeah. I mean, there's, unspoken number of microaggressions that are committed today, not to mention right. the lasting systemic effects of slavery. Right. Right. So yeah. uh, it's a lot to grapple with. Yeah. And, yeah. and well, it's like, it's interesting from when Gone with the Wind was made. So it was made in 1939, looking back at the 1860s of the civil war and, and that's why I'm like kind of confused as to how it really feels because I feel like by the thirties, people should have known that the civil war <laughs> was bad, like yeah. universally, but I, I just don't know enough about the historical context of where the nation was at. So yeah, we, we, we will never like understand, you know, people live in their own bubbles and yeah, like we'll just, you know, we'll never like, understand the viewpoint of like someone like in the deep south like like they don't live in like you know our area like they don't see the way we see and it's just like with people over time like we don't know what it was like like we know what it was like but we don't like really understand like the majority of what people felt or how they felt about slavery the civil war and all like obviously today we think slavery is bad but back then it was like a very common thing and well, it was like, weird yeah that, that's what i mean yeah. about the anti-hero thing like did they know that the characters that they were making in while making this movie or writing the book was the intent for them not to be super moral or heroes. Yeah. So that is, I just, that is, this is all a deep dive. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's like a four hour movie. So like, really there's a lot to talk about and this isn't a gone with the wind podcast. No, it's not by all means. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we, we promised the listeners. Yeah. (laughs) A surprise at the end. So they're going to have to get through our gone with the wind conversation. Um, No, but like, I like, this is people like, this is stuff people write essays on and books on like in the history of cinema. It's like, well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a definitely a package to unwrap. So, um, I'm glad anyway. I, I'm, I'm glad I finally saw it, but yeah, it's been the top of my shame list for probably my entire life. So yeah. I don't know yeah. what, I don't know what number one is now. I'll have to figure yeah. that out. Casablanca. No, I've seen Casablanca. I love oh, Casablanca. Okay. I think Casablanca holds up way better than Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've actually never seen Casablanca. Oh. So. Uh, Ooh, would, um, love to watch it with you. Cause I think it's great. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I should definitely watch Gone with the Wind again, like, even though I don't really want to. Um, 
<laughs> with that lens on and like with that like mindset so just to like see like oh okay like a different from a different point of view it is a commitment it is no joke four it, hours yeah yeah it's like watching the irishman all over again I thought, I thought the <laughs> bold statement. I liked the <laughs> Irishman more than I liked Gone with the Wind. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Um, anyway, all right, cool. So I guess should we get into it? <laughs> the pandemic pick of the week. Pandemic pick of the week. Yes. So as we stated earlier, our pandemic pick of the week is Bend It Like Beckham. And before we get into like the synopsis and our discussion of it, uh, we'll kind of do what we've been doing with our 10 words or less description so andrew do you have that ready or sure uh it's speaking of deep so here's my synopsis parminder nagra and kira knightley bend it like beckham (laughs) that's my 10 words you should see my face right now (laughs) that is such a cop-out that is such a cop-out i'm historically really bad at these (laughs) so am i Um, okay i guess i'll go um i'm just gonna like go off the cuff um two best friends thought to be lesbians play soccer beckham Uh, all right Um, so (laughs) soccer not football (laughs) oh yeah football not soccer yes yeah um so the actual (laughs) description (laughs) in case you have not seen Bendham like Beckham um and I I sincerely apologize please do not be offended if I mess up any of if either of us mess up any of these names or if, if if we're not culturally sensitive uh, because I'm I am still learning about the Indian culture and the Sikh religion, so I apologize in advance if I say anything wrong. So, anyways, here goes Jess Bom- Bomra, uh, played by uh, Parminder Nagra, who um, again uh, another ER alum. So that's two in a row. Um, she's the daughter of a strict Indian couple um, in London and isn't permitted to play organized soccer because of. Um, even though she is 18, but because of her family, um, she's not permitted to play. And when Jess, uh, who's played by, how do you pronounce his name? Kyra Knightley. So when Jess is playing for fun one day, um, her impressions because they're seen. So when Jules is playing one day, she sees Jess out in the field um, and then convinces Jess to play for a semi-pro team. And then they kind of just kind of uses her excuses to hide and go play soccer. Um, and it all kind of develops from there. So that's the Re- plot real synopsis, uh, real synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a bunch of like underlying themes that we'll get to as well. A lot I kind of missed when I saw this back in 2003. So I'm curious to explore that today, <laughs> but I guess, Andrew, what was your, uh, Overall thoughts watching Bend It Like Beckham again. Uh, This is the first time that I had ever seen Bend It It Like Beckham, Um, uh, which I'm so glad I finally saw. Uh, And 
pun intended, but I thought it was a ball. <laughs> I had such a good time watching this movie and uh, was really happy that it was it ended up being picked. Um, and I, I think it holds up pretty well, you know, considering that it's 18 years old now, it came out like in 2002 in the UK. So I uh, was really happy with it. I, I liked it. I, yeah, no, I liked it. Too. Yeah, I know. You had seen it. You had seen it before. I know. Uh, I, I saw it a long yeah. time ago uh, with, with some friends back, like, you know, when it came to DVD. And, like, I kind of watched it as, like, a fun movie, like, back in 2003. And, like, today I'm just like, wow, there's a lot I missed. Um, which, so just a lot of, like, themes about, like, you know, not only, like, like obviously there, like, there's, like, the um, themes of generational issues and, like, differences. Um, there are a lot of underlying, like, homophobic or, like, LGBT issues that kind of get resolved in the end. Um, oh, yeah. Also, sort like, of, set, spoiler warning off the top. <laughs> the head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, me too. I so always forget. Even though um, this isn't, like, one of those movies yeah. where spoilers really change as much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think it's really like a movie, not, I think it's more a movie about culture than it is about sports. Uh, even though like sports is like what, like, you know, brings people together in the end. Um, and also like the soccer scene, the soccer like scenes are really fun to watch. And I was all into them because obviously we haven't had sports in like forever. It seems like a year. <laughs> so I was like, even though I hate soccer, like I hate soccer more than anything. I was like really into it and I was like rooting for them. Like, yeah, I know. I so. I think my lack of knowledge about soccer really helped me because I was like it it felt realistic enough though I was laughing at um the scene where uh Jules's parents um uh are explaining offsides like with bottles of like ketchup. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> so yeah, and she was like trying to like get into it and like trying to relate to her daughter yeah yeah that was that was pretty great so so yeah i i don't know i um overall like i you know it's a fun movie (laughs) i don't like um it's fun it's it's fun and there are a lot of things we should talk about so um anyway where do you where should we begin i don't even i don't even know so um i guess we should just like throw it out there now so Next month is Pride Month, so we should probably talk about the underlying LGBT issues that Ben that like Beckham talks about. So I was shocked, shocked to like rewatch this and go back and be like, and, and um, just see all like the themes of like um, not only like exclusion but like blatant homophobia. That like they are they are blatant like to a point like it is obvious that like you know clearly like the older generations don't like or to think it's weird and it doesn't belong in the culture. Um, but like the cool, like the younger the young guys are okay with it. Um, so like, for example, um, the main character, uh, her, uh, sorry, Jess, I got it. Yeah. I can, uh, so Jess, no, it's sorry. super confusing. So Jess, it's just, super, best friend it's just comes super out. confusing oh, because sorry, it's Jess and Jules and the coach's name is Joe. Right. So it's all these like J names yeah. <laughs> thrown out there. So if we screw yeah. anything up, it's... <laughs> yeah. Jess, Joe, Jules, and then like in real life, it's like 
the like these like Indian names that I'm trying really hard to pronounce correctly, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna fail. Um, so okay, Jess. So there's a scene like midway through where Jess's best friend. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, <laughs> is it Tony? Tony. So he come he comes out. He pretty much tells Jess like Jess says that she can't like she she has to marry like an Indian guy because she's in love with Joe and he pretty much comes out and says like that he's gay and she's she's like oh but you're Indian like what will your family think and and by the end she says like flat out like I'm okay with this like I'm okay and he like didn't seem worried at all but uh, that's one well, thing and then there's a... by the end of the conversation not by yeah. the end of the movie she was like instantaneously yeah like, yeah cool with her best friend being gay essentially yeah, so she says she's cool with it. And then, but then there's a scene at the end of the movie where he says, like, I'm okay with you um, being in love with your... Co- or it was at the end of the conversation. She sa- he says, I'm in love with you. Okay, I'm okay with you in love, you being in love with your coach. Blah, I can't talk today. And she says, I'm okay, you know, with you um, being gay. So, <laughs> yeah, so, like, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a fear there of, like, their families and who they can and can't love. But there's also a comfort in friends and the support you have from your peers and the people you surround yourself with. So I really appreciated that. Um, and then there's another, another gay theme on top of that, um, where Jess is, uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Jules. <laughs> sorry. I will get Jules's parents. I will get this. Jules's parents see Jules hugging Jess and they are convinced that um, Jules is a lesbian and her mom literally like freaks out and says, uh, to her husband that, you know, like she's crying. She's like, oh, this is not okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, and like by the end, like Jules's mom confronts her about it. And Jules says like, mom, I'm not a lesbian, but like- Is that, yeah, is that the worst okay. thing? Like yeah. lesbians are, yeah, like, but like lesbians are fine. And then her mom's like, oh yeah, yeah, they're fine. I... But like, <laughs> as long as you're not a lesbian, like what the hell? <laughs> so like that was- No, no, okay, I- but. I, I think I it's good. Really I understand. I think it's good because I think she plays a somewhat somewhat villainous role, like in the movie. Yeah, yeah it's she not. Does, I think I think that's why it still works because like we're kind of meant to root more for Jules in the whole movie. Yeah. Well, even, yeah, like all the parents are like the the villain. Yeah, the villain vil- roles, like I'm yeah, for... uh, using the word villain, like. Th- yeah, yeah, I mean, in quotes, yeah. Like antagonist, villain. I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. So the yeah. thing pulling you back from, <laughs> or pulling the heroes back. So you're, yeah. So, um, yeah. So like, I, I just like, I kind of cringed in the end when she, like, when when Jules tells her mom, like, lesbians are fine. Like, you know, even if I was a lesbian, it'd be fine. Like, but like, there's just like this such a sigh of relief from like her mom, like oh, well, you're not a lesbian, so yeah, they're fine, but as long as it doesn't impact my family. Like, oh, God, I hate you. I hate her so I much. Have, like, I, um, I actually found her to be interesting because I kept viewing her um, her character as somebody who is, like, problematic, but somebody who's also kind of trying, but like, failing right. <laughs> miserably. So, um, like, yeah. she also makes 
several um racist remarks towards yeah towards oh, yes. jess oh yes yeah yeah we haven't even so, gotten to the racism yet we're, we're, yeah we're so like right now. for example <laughs> jess will come over to visit jules at her house and um jules's mom will be like jules your indian friend is here i know <laughs> like, i know <laughs> right out like yeah. just comes right out with it so like stuff like that is, like that she'll say yeah so um but like you see her kind of like trying to to talk about it like she'll like try to talk to her like about her culture or, or to jess i mean right and she like generally right, wants right, right. jewels to be happy too so like when she first suspects that Jules is a lesbian, she's like, I like George Michael. George Michael is great. Like, <laughs> so you yeah, see her like, yeah. having these sort of like internal battles with herself. And like, I kind of like the idea, um, even though Jules wasn't a lesbian, but like for, for parents of LGBTQ people, um, the sort of rule of thumb is that you have to, wait as long as the person themselves uh, felt comfortable to, like, come out. Like, that's how long it takes, like, the parents yeah. to, like, fully accept them, yeah. too. Or to that level, to the same level. So, like, I liked kind of, like, seeing that struggle, at least, like, with the parents. Like, she didn't need to be, like, fully accepting, like, right away. And, but... um to see her try to, like, come to terms with it. I thought it was, like, interesting to watch. But, like, again, like, she does yeah. make these racist and kind of and homophobic remarks. So she's, like, not a great person. But that's yeah. what I mean, like, but you see her wanting to try. You see her, like, wanting to accept. And then she, like, falls on, like, the wrong side of things, too. You see the potential there. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's also... Like, when she's, like, trying to learn, I kind of saw it, like, she's, like, trying to yeah. learn soccer, and she's, like, oh, I'm just, like, I'm just, like, learning, teaching myself how to do this, and now I gotta, like, deal with you being a lesbian on top of all this. Like, how much, how much more do I have to accept because of, you know, you're, you're different than me, or you're, like, you don't live up to my expectations, and... Yeah, yeah. So. I I think that makes her an interesting character in the sense like she's more interesting than the father. Yeah. Like the father was just like a soccer fan. Yeah. Like that was about it. That's all I yeah. can say about Jules's father. In uh, twenty twenty, we would over here in the states we would call um, Jules. Oh mom, yes, uh, totally. Karen. Yeah, one hundred percent, Karen. So, but just with a different haircut. Oh, well, um, speaking of which, the fashion anyway. in this movie is so early 2000s that it's hysterical. Oh, yes. There's one scene where Kira Knightley's wearing, yeah. like, a sparkly, like, like halter top, and it's, like, that is, like, the most 2002 thing about this movie. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, yeah like that exact one. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. So, speaking of the club, can we talk about Joe... Uh, Jonathan Reese Myers character. <laughs> yeah, let's um, do it. So, what are your thoughts on Joe? I don't like Joe <laughs> as as a character. Um, I actually don't think Jonathan Reese Myers is good <laughs> either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as long as you're being blunt. Um, 
he's so Joe, the character is so lugubrious that he... oh come on man what <laughs> what is lugubrious? Can you give us a break? I okay. Can we pause, please, so you can, so we can all look up the dictionary definition of lugubrious. Lugubrious is one of my favorite words in the English language, which is, and I look for, I look for reasons to use it because you can't use it that often. Well, Joe fits the definition of lugubrious. Are you are you near a computer? Yes. Type in Google.com. I got, I'm, I got it. Yeah. You Lugu- don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> so lugubrious is spelled L-U-G-U-B-R-I-O-U-S. Oh, my God. You are so... Oh. Uh, yeah, you are... Oh. <laughs> I got. I I think I got it. Lugubrious is. What's Joe, the definition? Uh, Joe by definition. Jonathan Rhys Myers. That's that's the definition. Can you can you read the definition? I'm not going to read the definition. You're wasting time. Let's go. <laughs> uh, no, it's like basically somebody who, like, is never happy. Is is just somebody yeah. who always just has Look, this yeah. like looking Yeah, looking or sounding sad and dismal. So like Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like Eeyore's like he, um, Eeyore's like very depressive. I'll I'll use another SAT word. Uh, Dolores um, is a That's word to describe is to describe Eeyore. It's like depressed, but um, so like he's so he has no facial expressions like the whole movie like even when they like win or something he's always like mad and angry type of stuff and he's like good job like like get out there and do it again like he never expresses excitement and the only times it's express excitement it's like pump a fist and like yeah we got this so like he just doesn't have that much depth and so i'm kind of like why are yeah. they like after his character? Because yeah. I was just like, he's not that good of a so person. He's, so he's kind of like Tom Cruise and Top Gun. No. no, it's actually kind of like the opposite. Yeah, because no, I'm joking. yeah, like, he's like I'm by like yeah, I mean like one dimensional. Yeah, like, no, charisma. there's not a lot there. No yeah. charisma. So um, I like don't know why that's appealing. I think that's kind of like a product of the times too, because I got this sort of like Britpop early 2000 vibes. Like, I don't know. Like, I almost want to use the word metrosexual, but like, not quite. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Um, there's, well, well, there's... Jonathan yeah. Reese myers as a person is a metrosexual. Is very, like, 100% metrosexual. Um, well, well, I realized I hadn't really seen that much with Jonathan Reese myers in it. Yeah, um, I mean, he does a lot of TV. Like, he like... Like I we I mean the Tudors obviously was like his big thing like he I've I've known him for but like he he's on um Vikings he's on TV on um, that show oh um, I didn't know he was on Vikings wow yeah okay. yeah yeah he's he's like a big character on Vikings um and he was in um that Dracula series that was on TV a while ago I don't know sure um, yeah sure <laughs> I, I so um yeah so he's so yeah he's 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 he, he was also in. 
Speaking of Pride Month, he was also in Stonewall. So. <laughs> oh my god! Like I can't believe that's now been mentioned on two podcasts. <laughs> yeah, so, there, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he was like, he was like, kind of. He was kind of big at the time. Kind of big in the early. Yeah, 90s. or like he was. Remember, he was in um, Velvet Goldmine. Oh, I uh, didn't realize he was in. Gosh, he does a lot of queer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I you, um, you you said it. No, no, he he does. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, if you did Stonewall, Alexander, he's in Velvet yeah. Goldmine, which is like huge. Um, I think, but I actually don't think he's like a bad actor because one movie that I think he's good in, uh, despite its director being problematic, is the movie Matchpoint, the Woody Allen movie. Um, with Scarlett Johansson. It's actually probably like one of my favorite Woody Allen movies. <laughs> and um, he's quite good in that. And... It's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah, um, I know. But like, I don't know where we stand on watching Woody Allen movies today. Uh, I know, exactly. It's kind of... Uh, uh, it's weird. Yeah. It's like kind of watching Kevin Spacey movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, But he's like, he's really good in that movie. So it's like, yeah. I... I don't think he's, like, bad in Bend It Like Beckham, but, like, I'm kind of, like, his character type, I just, like, don't like him. And I'm just, like, I was, like, Jules and Jess can do so much better. (laughs) Yeah, really. So, okay, yeah, going back to that, I'm glad you said you did not like uh, Joe, uh, because I hated Joe. I thought Joe took away so much from the story. Like, I knew they both kind of, like, like, obviously they, they both crushed on him, and, like, they're like goo goo gaga over like this like as you said really boring guy like um and like the scene in the club just like took me out of it so much because i'm like why are you guys fighting like you guys are teammates and you are fighting over this lugubrious <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm being Bim- yeah. like like bimbo like he is not that great you guys can do so much better like there are so many other underlying themes to the story. Like you can explore so much more. And the fact they wasted so much time on Joe and the relationship he has with like Jules and Jess and whatever. And like their back and forth, their love triangle. I just felt like took out so much from the movie where they could have like put in so much more. Um, they could have like focused more on like, and I know this was the, two, the early 2000s and it was like kind of frowned upon, but they could have focused so much more on like the LGBT issues or like the, um, the culture, the, the, um, you know, the culture wars or whatever you want to call it. Um, the race wars or whatever. Uh, that's something like they could have like <laughs> race I, wars, what, whatever you want to. Yeah. Well, like, um, so one of the things that, um, one really good line, probably his, his best line. And I'm paraphrasing here is, uh, just makes a comment once where she, um, somebody like, spits uh, like an epithet at at her and on on the pitch and she is like upset at this after the after the game because she got a red card in the game and she's talking to joe and she's like saying and she's like oh god yeah she's like you would you wouldn't understand what that feels like like what that to be called that and he has a comment he was like i'm irish He's like, I, like, understand. I know what that means. And, like, that's an interesting thing to sort of explore. Um, and it's a really great line, but they don't um, go much beyond that. They don't so, go, yeah. yeah, it's very, it's very surface level. And I feel like, I feel like they wanted to play this so 
safe. Like they like really just wanted to make this a comedy that they did not want to explore any of those other themes or you know. Well, like, like I to that. to their credit, to their credit, like they do explore a lot. Like I like that it's it's in there and that they just don't explore the Irish thing. They like have they have multiple multiple things like you talked about, like how to deal with your you know other generations and other cultures and people yeah. people who aren't you essentially the same as you yeah. so um so like the movie i think handles that like very very well i'm just talking in the context of joe like that would have made his character more interesting if they explored that more yeah 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 that's that's i guess that's the point i was trying to make is that like like he could have been a more interesting character if they would have explored that, like if they would have done something with that or like, you know, if he were the one that were like, like gay or trying to come out and like, he wasn't accepted. Like, you know, he was all like whining and crying because his daddy wouldn't accept that he was the coach of a semi-professional girls soccer team. Like, give me a break. Like, is that like your only trouble in life? Um, So like, I would have been like, I guess I would have been more interested in his character if they would have done something else other than just like scratch the surface of who he was. Cause I just didn't care about him. I didn't like him. I thought he was annoying and lugubrious. <laughs> and, um, I just thought he took away from the plot between the two main characters. Um, I just felt like there's this like love story, this love triangle that was like unnecessary and didn't, and I just felt like it was forced. It didn't have to be there. So um, the one thing that I do like about the love triangle uh, there are actually a couple things I like about the love triangle. I'll take that back. Even though I don't like Joe overall. The first thing um, that I like is that Jules, in like the very beginning, straight up tells Jess, like, oh, I don't think of Joe that way at all. And then um, Jess, like a reasonable person, takes that literally. <laughs> 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 and <laughs> so when I laugh because I, I laugh because it's true. I, right yeah so like I think you know where I'm going with this but then like yeah. when <laughs> like a reasonable <laughs> sorry so Jess later on in the movie like Jess goes to kiss Joe and Jules like accidentally over like accidentally sees it and Jules like goes you bitch and literally that's what she says and like and then like they go on and on um and um Jess like feels really guilty about this and then goes to like her, like talk to Jules about this and Jules like screams back at Jess she was like you should have known I had a crush on him, but like the whole time, like you knew like my feelings yeah. and like, just was like, which, no, which, by, which by the way, her, which by the way, her mother conveniently did not hear. Mm. I know, <laughs> but like, I, um, I laugh and I actually like, kind of like this because like Jules never said a word of like, that you could have gotten the r- impression that she actually liked Joe because like the actual words that came out of her mouth, like did not match like what her feelings were at all. So hence yeah. just being a reasonable person, so, <laughs> like assumed that she didn't actually like Joe. How was Jess supposed yeah. to know? 
So, so this, Jules had no so right this, to be mad, and that is so realistic. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I've seen that happen so many times. So this is the story of, like, Jess, who is a reasonable and good person, doing good things that people hate her for. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's what that's this movie so is true. <laughs> Like, <laughs> except, Like, she's, like, a reasonable, like, good, decent person who literally, like, has done nothing wrong, and like two different. Oh my god, like, you're right. Like everyone hates people, her for being yeah. herself. People hate her for like <laughs> being herself and like doing reasonable things. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, is this like plot? Like, this is like how it is. Like being a strong Indian female, female Indian teenager growing up, like in London. I don't know. Um, but like, part of me thinks like, if she lived in the states, would it be different? I don't know. But I guess it's just, like, Indian culture, like, in general, and how, like, the generations differ. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know anything about Indian culture. I don't pretend like I do. Um, but I, I got a little bit of a sense from watching this movie about how parents feel about teenagers and women in their freedoms. So, uh, and I hope that's not the blanket case for the entire um, Sikh culture. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I Sorry, um, you were saying well, I... somewhat to your point, I, I think my favorite theme in the movie, and it's like a very large theme, if not in the number one, is about like, not abandoning your true nature. So like, every, right, right. So right, like, yeah. Jess is like being herself and but she continues to like, push that forward. She's like, I'm going to continue to be me. And all the other characters, all the other characters do that too. Even to the point of um, like Jules's mom. Like, even if that's a, <laughs> if the theme is like, continue to be yourself and that's like a bigot, <laughs> she just continues yeah. to be a bigot. So, yeah. um, so I, I yeah. think that's interesting. So if you're trying to be yourself, um, do not take lessons from this movie. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, if you're <laughs> not if you're a bigot. Like that's the yeah, not if you're a bigot. Yeah. Yeah. But, exactly. yeah, if, yeah. but thema- if you're yeah. a bigot parent. Thematically it like it works. It like it fits right, the story. Right, yeah. So um and like the whole uh, another movie, another theme is like about making compromises, like kind of coming somewhere in between um the yeah. two. Yeah, but like this is like also a movie where like I should feel bad for Jess, but I don't because I know she's going to. I know like she's going to come out on top in the end. Um, so like she doesn't. She doesn't ever like. Yes, she cries. Yes, she gets upset. Um, but it's something like I know like throughout watching the movie, she is like a stronger person than she lets herself on to be. Um, and I know like. It's also like kind of like I don't want to say it's predictable, but um, no, it's it's formulaic to some point. Yeah, it's, it's very like, formulaic. Like, like the scene I just described about um, Jess about to kiss Jewel or Joe, like that, and then Jewel's calling her a bitch, like that. Like anyone could write that scene, but like that's a predictable scene. But like it's kind of okay, right? Like there's nothing bad yeah. but about some of these things there's also like an airport it, running scene at the end like uh, oh god yeah. yeah oh and then like they like look up and see Beckham, Beckham yeah and, and Victoria and like it's like a it's like clearly not David Beckham oh my obvious. god I know um, <laughs> and, like 
I'm like, uh, couldn't like they fork out to get David Beckham just to, like walk by? Well, <laughs> Especially like since your name is in the. Uh, uh, though um, I'm glad that you uh, sort of mentioned this because this was like an unexpected sort of hit. It, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it like w- this is what a kind of indie sort of movie that like word of mouth just like spread and everyone like got really happy about it. It's like, oh, you got to yeah. see this movie. It's great. <clears throat> well, it also helped that Kira Knightley was. Oh no, Kira Knightley was a nobody at the time. Literally, like this was Kira Knightley's like first movie, unless you count. Wasn't this? Unless you count. Wasn't this after Pirates? No, this was right before Pirates. It happened like right before Pirates oh. of the Caribbean was released. And um, unless you count Star Wars, like this was her first movie. So um, this like. Oh, wow. This whole time I'm sitting here thinking that Pirates of the Caribbean came out like first. (laughs) Yeah. And like, so this came out in the UK before it came out like in the US, which probably helped with the word of mouth. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, like Kira Knightley was nobody, but. Kira Knightley in 2003 had a massive, yeah. like a massive breakout year. So, like, or at least US wise, because she had Bend It Like Beckham, she had um, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Love Actually all yeah. in one oh. year. Oh, so Bend It Like Beckham came out first overseas. Yes. Yeah. And then Pirates came out in July. Yeah. And then this came out in August over here. So, yeah, my, at the my time, thought, yeah. Maybe is that, like, that it was a hit here because she was so big. When pirates like her and Johnny Depp are so big, when yeah, pirates but came like out. I mean, even but even I, I don't so, know that, yeah, yeah, even so, like yeah. when a brand new fresh face like comes out, it's not like everyone becomes instant fans and they're like, I have right. to see this in theaters like right away. Right. She was just like a new actress. She was new. Yeah, on she was scene. new yeah. on the scene, and so like that plays a factor, but like it's not a driving force, I think, for box office, right. like a huge driving force for box office, um, but. Uh, no, it was like it was a hit, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I had the numbers here, I made like thir- uh, yeah. 30 some million dollars, I think, um, yeah. domestically, which is uh, pretty good, um, for like yeah. a domestic Indian movie with literally no stars, yeah, domestic 32, international 44, yeah, that's, that's pretty big, yeah. Um, so. Though, like, people would go on to become stars. Like, obviously, Keira Knightley's massive now. And um, so, uh, Parminder Nagra um, had a long stint on ER. So, our second yes. ER, like, actor yeah. in she, a row. She, she's done a lot. Yeah, she's done a lot of TV, I saw. Yeah, she's done a lot of, like, TV. She did The Blacklist. I, I knew she was on The Blacklist. Um, and like, if you're a psych fan, like she was on psych, um, and like, she did like agents of shield, I know. And, uh, yeah. So, and like, now she's like on like God Friended me or whatever. And, uh, I knew she was in 13 reasons why, right? Oh, I s- gave up on that show after season one. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't, please. I didn't pl- want to draw any no, please, please spoil it for me. Cause I do not care about that show anymore. <laughs> so. Oh, I've never, I've never seen it. So. Um, you don't need to see past season one from what I hear. Uh, all right, cool. And, Good to know. <laughs> um, but uh, Archie Punjabi's in this, which I did not know. Um, so she, uh, Archie Punjabi, uh, is famous from the TV show The Good Wife. She won like an Emmy, maybe a Golden Globe, but definitely an Emmy um, for The Good Wife. Yeah, she was she was the sister, right? 
She, uh, I know she was on the show. I did not see. Oh, oh, this no, is I, sorry, oh, in, the in the movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, I did not know that much yeah. about the good life. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so yeah, she's the sister. Also, sister of the year because like she is like a great sister. Covers for Jess like thousands of times to like because Jess is pretending that she's not on the team. And yeah, except but except like the one time when she thinks she sees her kiss someone else and that ruined her life. I like I did not understand that. Well, uh, yeah, like I can see it from her perspective. That wasn't like that was just like a heat of the moment type of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, but like you're going to cover for her. But like this huge moment that potentially could be like either very like nerve wracking or problematic for Jess, like you're just going to go cry to your parents about it. Like. <laughs> you're not going to cover for her for this time too i like that made no sense well like <laughs> that so th- that's kind of like what i mean too like she skips her sister's wedding or the second half of you know her sister's yeah. wedding like her sister didn't even know she I, did not i know, know i know but like the the point being of like her sister does like a lot for jess <laughs> and yeah she, yeah she and she doesn't kind of it's like kind of uh unbalanced um but uh no i was like pretty shocked to because i did not know um i did not know archie punjabi was in this too um also the dad uh i recognized from playing the therapist in the silver linings playbook which is a movie that i love um oh really yeah in in uh uh, jess's dad plays uh bradley cooper's therapist in silver linings playbook <clears throat> oh I anyway know. yeah so cool. like even though at the time there were like no stars um like looking back in like 2020 and it's like oh wow like this person this person it's actually kind of filled with with interesting people <laughs> so yeah uh, yeah yeah and so i know that also like the director of this uh her name is gurinder Ger- chada I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, Apologies if I've mispronounced anything. Yeah, to, yeah. Yeah. Do you know if she like is she like is big in Bollywood or? Oh, Matt. I, I don't oh, know wait, anything about her. Do you want to know what movie she directed recently? I know she did. Oh, okay, that that's what I was gonna say because I yeah, know I you. That. I, I know. hate that movie. Oh, how does? God. Um, I have not seen Blinded by the Light, but don't. how does that compare to Bend It Like Beckham? Because I, it's very there's similar themes, I think. It's very similar, very similar in themes, except like you replace soccer for music. Um, like so, in Blinded by the Light, it's about this the kid who's trying to um, come to America to pursue his passion of music, um, and like just as like um, David Beckham was just as role model, just as idol. Bruce Springsteen is the kid in Blinded by the Light's role model. Ideally, I should like both movies similar or the same because I like Bennett like Beckham. I don't remember why I hated Blinded by the Light so much. It's been a long time since I saw it. I just remember like the kids being really annoying. <laughs> like Dean Charles Chapman's also yeah, in it. And I knew that. his character is like horrendous. Like all the characters are I and would like call, I know would you a lot call of people him like no, he was. I would call him um, an annoying. Yeah, yeah. I I can't think of a better word than that. 
So uh, not as articulate as you this evening. Um, <laughs> and the main character was just so whiny. Oh, my God. Vivek Carla, Ka- Kara, I can't, I don't know. I, don't know. I can't recognize me. Um, he was just whiny and annoying. And I also do not like, sorry, I apologize in advance, but I do not like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so the music uh, I did not, I could not uh, get on board with. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Um, so I can't really speak yeah, much I'm, to it. I'm sure if you, if you like Bruce Springsteen and you like, um, you know, uh, Indian kids going through problems in 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 England. Uh, go for it. It's this is your thing. Oh so. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of England, this is a very British movie. Bend it like Beckham. Yeah. So like, I definitely had to like search for certain words like strop. I've never heard that word before. Mm, nope, yep. Nope. So. Yep. Um. I I learn new words. Uh. You know, doing this podcast with you and watching. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> um also so. also it's like very cute because they use the word solicitor uh which is like a lawyer in the uk so like jess oh, really? yeah oh. so like jess is like oh well i guess i have to be a solicitor now <laughs> so, oh that's what that yeah meant. oh yeah so like it's very very british which just like kind of yeah. speaks as to like they did not expect this to be a big hit because like if they did they would have definitely change those things to cater to more american audiences yeah yeah i'm just sorry dean charles chapman is in the new kira knightley so <laughs> well uh, don't speak too soon i mean he was just in 1917 which is a huge hit so yeah that's it's, that's true that's it's true. certainly possible he could be it is possible yeah so we've covered joe we've covered jess do we want to talk about did we talk about Jules at all? Yeah, or... I mean, I feel like we I've gotten We've most of, yeah. So. I mean, they're all their stories intertwined. Yeah. So, um, all right, cool. So, overall. Uh, wait, can if we talk oh, about like, characters, can I just bring up a, two more things? Um, one is a fun thing. One is like yes. kind of serious. I'll do the serious one first. Yes. Okay, so the first thing that I want to bring up is that it is impossible to watch this movie in 2020 um, without thinking about equal pay and, and women's soccer and equal pay. Uh, I didn't think about that. Oh, well, maybe <laughs> I stand corrected. It is, it is possible. That did not cross my mind once. I guess that makes me I a sta- terrible person. I stand corrected. <laughs> it is possible. <laughs> I could be the outlier here. <laughs> well, I thought about it. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on equal pay for equal work? So, but like, okay, so you're at least aware that yeah, 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 U.S. Yeah, yeah. U.S. women's soccer. Um, had slash has a um, a lawsuit like against like the U.S. Soccer Federation. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the actual acronym is um, of uh, for uh, for equal pay. They're claiming that they are paid less because um, than the men, even though they're better. Like the women's soccer has won the past four World Cups. Is like phenomenal. Um, has larger attendance at the audience or at, at their games, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, they have this lawsuit 
claiming that they should be paid equally to the men who are like bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so they have this lawsuit and actually this month in May, uh, parts of the lawsuit were just thrown out. So it's been like, like it's actually pretty fresh in a lot of the culture uh, mindset recently. So clearly not mine. (laughs) Well, like it's, I also find this interesting too, because I actually didn't know that the lawsuit was uh, thrown out or part of the lawsuit was thrown out. Like the meaty parts, like the equal pay parts Mm -hmm. were thrown out by this, um, by like a California judge uh, in, in the middle of like the pandemic. And I feel like all these things have been like buried. These news stories have been buried in the pandemic because like, that's just taking over all that's just taking up all the oxygen in the room. So, so I was like surprised when I like Googled this after I watched the movie and I was like, Oh crap. I didn't even know that it was thrown out anyway. Um, so it's, it's like hard to watch it because, um, a, a key like plot point in the movie is that Jess and Jules are essentially trying to become successful because they like want to do this. They want to play soccer professionally. And uh, Jules even, even has a comment where she's like, look, like America has like women's soccer leagues that like we could potentially join. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you were in for quite a surprise. I know. <laughs> but, like, that even speaks more, I think, to the inequality of it all because, like, oh my God, like, the UK didn't even have a league for, uh, for soccer. And, yeah. like, you think of soccer, soccer is inherently a, like, worldwide sport. The US is for all intents and purposes, like kind of behind on the soccer curve overall. So it's like, wow. Like the UK didn't even have a league where like women could even play yet alone, like get paid less. So, um, so like I found that like very shocking really. And I also looked it up after they do have a league now, um, but it wasn't formed until 2010. Like mm. that is embarrassingly late. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, well, maybe this movie inspired possibly, but like, even so that's like eight years after the fact, like it took them eight years. <laughs> well, you know, these things take pr- progress takes years. Yeah. It um, doesn't happen yeah, overnight. It's good. It's good that they have them now. So, yeah. but, um, no, it was just like, it was interesting to watch that. Uh, because even though it's like this is like a feel good movie to like see the inequalities uh, like flat out just like laid out for you is yeah. like pretty like shocking slash scary when yeah. you think of the real world implications. Are, are you talking about Gone with the Wind or? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sorry, I, well, I, like, I had to. <laughs> well, like this is just a classic me example of overthinking everything. It's like, <laughs> so <laughs> instead of just like accepting a fun movie about <laughs> uh, soccer, I have to like think about equal pay. And... Yeah. Well, look. I mean, we put the the vote out there, and we are doing our job. So yeah, the people picked us to analyze Bennett like Beckham. So that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, right? analyze. We're it. gonna analyze Bennett like Beckham until we're blue in the face for an oh, hour and a half. Yeah, 
Uh, what was your sorry? What was your second point? I no, I interrupted. Um, the second point's the fun one. So oh, okay. <laughs> um, did you know that? Probably probably not. Oh, I learned this from the Wikipedia page, so you don't have to. <laughs> I did not know this prior to this either. Um, Bend It Like Beckham is the first ever Western movie to air on television in North Korea. Huh. No, I did not know. I know. I don't know why. <laughs> but that is a weird tidbit of information that I would have never come across ever. It, uh, <laughs> apparently, according to Wikipedia, um, it was to mark the 10th anniversary of diplomatic relations in between the North Koreans and the British. So, I don't know if it's like full diplomatic relations. I'm sure it's huh. somewhat strained, but yeah. Anyway, no, I was like, okay, that's a random that's a thing. footnote <laughs> in Bend It Like Beckham's history. <laughs> so. Yeah, really. So, Cool. Uh, yeah. That's good to know, I guess. Good. Uh, that's a good bit of um, trivia. Trivia knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get asked that on your trivia team, you yeah. have the answer now. <laughs> yeah, my team will be very proud. So anyway, cool. Um, so I guess overall thoughts. Uh, great. I I loved Bend It Like Beckham. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I agree. As for again, like I feel like we like talk about this and like we find things like we just like don't like or we don't like overanalyze in the end yeah i liked it it was a good movie <laughs> yeah i'm i'm so glad i finally watched it too because like i yeah. would never have watched yeah. it or it's like one of those movies that you spend so long without having seen that you just kind of like push it off till forever. So like on with the wind. <laughs> so yeah. I just yeah. like continuously did that. So I'm so, yeah. so glad you guys picked it. Cool. Yeah. Me, uh, me too, I guess, even though I've uh, seen it. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, speaking of pushing things off, um, I think it's time for our announcements. Announcements section. Yes. Okay. Um, Unless there was anything else you had to say about that. Like that but no, now. I think I uh, said everything that I at least need to. Cool. So, Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want me to talk yes, about? Please. Yeah, yes, this. please. Yes, uh, Your so, baby. Well, we have some sad news at first. Uh, <laughs> Bend It Like Beckham is going to mark our last pandemic pick of the week. Oh, womp, womp. Womp. <laughs> but this does not mean that quarantine is over. No. And uh, it's at least the last pandemic pick of the week for a while. Uh, yep. So we uh, want to thank you all for participating and voting on. Yeah. It was a, it was a fun little, uh, fun little thing to do. Yeah. This was so. like, this was a lot of fun. I loved like revisiting different genres of movies and seeing what you all find really interesting. So I uh, can't thank you enough for doing this. This was uh, very much a listener experience. So glad that um, you're able to participate. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> that said, uh, as we like look toward June, we're looking at the calendar and there are actually a lot of new releases coming out in June. Even though the movie theaters aren't open, 
there are a fair number of movies coming to streaming services and on demand that are actually good <laughs> or look good, have the potential to be good. Yeah. So uh, since theaters are <clears throat> closed still uh, and we don't have the ability to join together in person, but still can watch things uh, together digitally, we are announcing the first annual Step and Repeat Film Festival. <laughs> which uh is going to take place throughout june uh so we are going to be watching uh new movies throughout june yeah uh that we uh think that you might enjoy and uh want your opinions on too uh so at least just to give you a little bit of a tease i think uh a couple of the movies that we're gonna start off with um, starting with next week uh, on Hulu, the movie Shirley that we had uh, mentioned before on the podcast starring Elizabeth Moss about the biopic about Shirley Jackson uh, is going to premiere. So we're going to kick it off. That'll be the uh, live uh, kickoff event of the Step and Repeat Film Festival. Uh, and yeah. we have like a lot of other good movies on the docket. Um Sundance ain't got nothing on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your heart out, Redford. <laughs> so they can't do that. So we are going to have the world premieres by ourselves. Right, that right Andrew <laughs> got it. Right after the group. So. Yeah, and all you have to do is to participate is to like watch these um, yourselves too. It's been a long time since we've seen or talked about new movies and the first one that we did of the pandemic pick of the week was an elizabeth moss movie so it's better that we're starting again with another elizabeth moss movie yeah and if and um so whatever movies we watch during this film festival we encourage you to watch with us so um reach out to us we all set up um zoom watches or facebook watches or whatever you want to do um Please let us know uh, if you want to watch with us. Um, I think it'd be kind of a fun virtual theater going experience as we uh, can watch together. Yeah, it's uh, like, again, we want to make this all about you, the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'd like want this to be a full for sort of like film festival experiences, which are, like includes like questions and answers that we can uh, help explain, uh, as well as world premieres, um, and yep. uh, June being Pride Month, like Matt mentioned, uh, on the table too. I think we're going to look to have a, another roundtable episode on LGBTQ movies. So um, be on the lookout for that in June. Uh, it's, it's going to be a big jam packed month. There's actual like new things to talk about instead of just revisiting stuff from the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. Yeah. So uh, even though I loved it and I would actually, I would do a whole podcast on what we've been doing. Um, like a whole ever podcast. Same. I had um, such a blast doing this. It was a great, it was a great, I don't want to call it experiment, but like, it was like a fun thing to do. So um yeah hopefully maybe like maybe one day we'll get another 
pandemic and we'll just get to do it all over. What are you talking about <laughs> one day? The second wave is going to hit in any day now. Oh, duh, that's right. We'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like, second wave, we aren't even done with the first. Yeah, we're not. There's, I doubt this is goodbye to the pandemic pick of the week, but we're just uh, trying a new activity now. Keep everyone's yeah. minds fresh. Yeah, kind of getting back on track to our uh, old ways. So, yeah. yeah. So Shirley is going to be our next episode, which we'll um, record next week. Um, it's released on Hulu on June fifth. If you want to check it out, so we'll be um, we'll be listening. Uh, I'm sorry, we'll be <laughs> recording an episode on that to come out next week that we hope you listen to yeah. too. So, anything else? Uh, no, excited to... Any other, any other big announcements you want to surprise No, me? just one one big announcement uh, per half hour, I guess. <laughs> Since I dropped Good, a lot you. on you this, uh, this okay. week. All right, well, we'll think of something for next week and uh, we'll drop some, on, drop some knowledge on you then. Uh, truly. <laughs> and uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. We'd love to hear more from you. You can find us on Twitter at repeat step pod and on Facebook at facebook.com slash step and repeat pod and send us an email. If you have any questions, comments, or corrections, our email is step and repeat pod at gmail.com. And you can always find more of our reviews on letterboxd. I'm at a shine and Matt is at mgrant1219. And if you have a few seconds, uh, please uh, take some time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. New reviews really help us find new listeners. So if you drop us a review, we promise that we'll read your reviews on air. And if you give us a five-star review, we will say anything that you write. And it will be in the airwaves for all of history. So until next time, thank you for listening. And I think I speak for Matt when I say it's an honor just to be considered.